0: This is it was a thing on TV. Total Red Man has ever
1: done something like this to me. It's uh time. ladies and gentlemen, I give you the drags of
2: humanity. Episode 239, Submission 733, the Super Bowl 20 Halftime Show featuring up with people. The Super Bowl 20 halftime show featuring Up With People occurred on the night of January 26th, 1986 on NBC. Well, last year, guys, we talked about the Super Bowl 23 halftime show, and that was Mm -hmm. terrible. It was
3: indeed terrible. It was a giant card trick featuring Elvis Presto, which wasn't very good if you think about it.
2: Horfman Man did it better on the David Letterman show nine years earlier. It's the Las Vegas, Las Gambit, Vegas Gambit, Gambit Show. show. You 52 can win.
3: people, 52 cards, right after Blockbusters.
2: Oh, on NBC. On
3: NBC. <laughs>
2: but oh, it's like he's in the room. Uh, Kill
0: Wink Martindale.
2: Uh, Oh, by the way, the official David Letterman channel has just launched as of the time we're recording this. Uh, We're taping this on February 4th, so it premiered three days earlier for the uh, 40th anniversary of Late Night with David Letterman, so there's some good clips on there.
3: Yep, this is not a sponsorship. We just love the channel.
2: Yes, but let's get to what we're talking about. Yes. Three years earlier, in 1986 there was a halftime show even worse than this.
3: It has to be pretty bad. I mean, all this presto, that's just NG,
2: no good. And would you believe that this halftime show was so bad, the group that performed it was never invited back again?
0: Well, not for a halftime. Yeah, they did like the pregame show back in 91. Yeah, they did
3: the pregame show in 1991, which probably would have jump them back into the good graces of the NFL if it weren't for some lady from Patterson, New Jersey, totally blowing the roof off the place.
0: But we talked about her previously.
3: Yes, we did. And she was amazing.
0: Well, and also... Hold when on. Hold on.
3: Hold on. Time out. Time out. You mentioned that
2: lady with Patterson, New Jersey. You know what we're going to play. Kiss my ass. All right. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the lady.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, Craig, you know how to make a bad day worse. I mean, better.
2: Okay, Mike, go back to what you were saying. I don't remember what I was going to say
0: because that's just so brilliant. Kiss my ass! Um, No, what I was going to say is like five years after uh, the 1986 Super Bowl, that's really sort of when you started getting the halftime shows that had more popular names. It wasn't Up With People or the Grambling Marching Band or the UCLA Marching Band. It got into the hey, let's get the current rock stars or what we've seen the last, like, what, 10, 15 years. Let's get vintage uh, rock groups together.
2: Well, it really wasn't like, let's get a big name until the 1993 Super Bowl halftime show of Michael Jackson. Because remember the previous year, remember Fox did the um, stunt where they had In Living Color opposite the halftime show?
3: Yeah, and in 1992, In Living Color was the thing. That was the show to watch. It was The Simpsons and then In Living Color. That was Fox's one-two punch. That made the network.
2: Yeah, I remember we watched In Living Color instead of the Super Bowl halftime show in 1992 because they made a big thing about, oh, we got the big halftime show opposite the halftime show. So the NFL was like, you know what? We got to capitalize on this. We need a big act to... Keep people interested. And they got Michael Jackson in 1983. And that's basically what started the trend of let's get popular performers each year for the Super Bowl. But in 1986, uh, we didn't have Michael Jackson. We didn't have Paul McCartney. We didn't have the Rolling Stones. We didn't have Prince. And certainly we don't have Dr. Dre in 1986.
3: That's going to be a really good halftime show. I can already see it.
2: Oh, you bet Snoop's going to be on something during the halftime show. Yeah!
3: And it wasn't the weekend lost on the set of Deal or No Dealer or something.
2: Oh, no. You think you think Snoop's going to honor Harambe before the uh, halftime performance? Almost assuredly.
0: Snoop and Sam Hubbard, we're doing it for you, Harambe!
2: <laughs> you know what? i got to think. If the Bengals win the Super Bowl, I want like a scene like Return of the Jedi, with the uh, Force Ghosts at the end, watching Joe Burrow, and it's and it's like um, I don't know, Boomer, uh, Harambe, and Coach O is the Force Ghosts. Wait, wait, what was that? It
0: was Boomer, Osiasen, Ojo Ojosinco. No, not Ojosinco, Coach O. Cocho. Oh, Kocho. Oh, Kocho. Oh, I thought you said Ocho. I'm no, sorry. No, uh,
2: it might be oh Yeah, you could put Ocho Cinco in there too. But yeah, Kocho definitely because. I-, I thought you were going to have
0: like three Bengals legends and Harambe. It's Boomer Esiason, Ocho Cinco, Harambe, and Anthony Munoz just no, watching Icky. over. And no, Howard Hesseman.
2: No. Dr. Chatty Fever. <laughs> no, I would have gone with Icky Woods. All right, Scherbatsky, new challenge. And
0: this one's big, but so is the cash reward. For $1,000, you heard me, all you have to do is get up there on the news and do one of these. What the hell is that?
2: a
1: shuffle.
2: And
0: as you do it, you say this. Albert Icky Woods, the Bengals were fools to cut you in 91. Your 1,525 rushing yards and your 27 touchdowns will not be forgotten. So, Coach Dave Shula, screw you and your crappy steakhouse.
2: Okay, so Super Bowl 20. Uh, yes. This was an absolute disaster of a Super Bowl where the Bears just, as we mentioned, dominated New England.
3: This was covered very briefly in previous entry. Super Bowl Shuffle ripoffs.
2: Oh, yes. Where New England had their stupid freaking response to the Super Bowl Shuffle, which was terrible. Oh, hold on a second. Because I was on the NFL YouTube channel watching the broadcast, I want to share with you some of the stats from the first quarter. Okay. Okay, and I took a snap of this. The Bears stats. Five first downs. 33 yards rushing, 66 yards passing, 99 total yards, 12 minutes and 17 seconds time of possession. New England stats, zero first downs, negative two yards rushing, negative 17 yards passing, negative 19 total yards, and two minutes and 43 seconds time of possession. In short, it was capital
0: U-G-L-Y, ugly. Well, it wasn't ugly if you're the Chicago defense. And remember, that defense, probably one of the best of all time.
3: Uh, yeah, very much so. In fact, uh, one would even argue that Super Bowl twenty was perhaps one of the best Super Bowls ever played, if you're a fan of the Chicago Bears.
2: Oh, yes. And, you know, one of my favorite highlights of the first quarter when I was watching it was watching the Bears defense make Craig James fumble the ball, because as we all know, Craig James killed five hookers.
3: I don't know why I'm laughing
2: at that, but they're... But they're... Just ask Mike Leach. Hashtag CJK5H.
3: <laughs> okay. So, this game was over before it even got started. And, of course, this was historically a problem with the Super Bowl. It's either going to be Beast or famine. You're never going to get a game like we've got the divisional round games or the championship round games. Because you remember this year, the divisional round and the championship were all nail biters. Yes. Oh, you're, never gonna,
0: amazing.
3: You know, you're never going to get that sort of game in the Super Bowl, or at least we've never historically gotten that game in the
2: Super Bowl. Yeah, you're never gonna have probably a Mahomes 13 seconds moment in the Super Bowl, probably. Probably so, not.
1: All, and- but also,
0: but hey, probably not. But you know what we did get in Super Bowl 20? We got a pop culture icon out of refrigerator Perry rushing for a touchdown.
2: Oh yes. Yeah. And, th- and thanks to that, we got Fridge at the WrestleMania 2 Battle Royal, eliminating Big John stud. And then we we
3: got the Fridge action figure on G.I. Joe. Because remember, the Fridge was a Joe.
2: That is true. Yeah, he was a Joe. You had to pay, what, 12 boxes for 12 proofs of purchase to send it out or something? Yep. All right. So how do we describe up with people? Like, what was up with people? I don't
3: know. What was up with people with you? (laughs) Okay, that, that joke
2: fell flat. Well, um, there's there's people who are too young who have no idea who up with people are. Well, I just happened to have done some, a bit of
3: research at, in preparation for this episode, and I read across an article from Bluebird which pretty much explains what up with people is. The group was born as an offshoot of the moral rearmament in the 1960s as an ensemble of clean-cut youngsters who sang and danced upbeat songs written expressly to counter the cynicism of what they viewed as liberal counterculture. Sample titles, and these are true, Freedom Isn't Free, and What Color Is God's Skin? Now, ultimately, they would incorporate members from all across the world, of every race, creed, nationality, gender, and religion. But one thing did not change in the uh, formative years of Up With People. They were almost infallibly happy and devoted to their, I want to say it was a mission of creating a happier world. In fact, conservative commentator and frequent Wait Wait Don't Tell Me guest, PJ O'Rourke, by the way, uh, Wait Wait Don't Tell Me Royal pain in the News, that's a future entry. He said, Up With People seemed to be a group with what we might call a magnificent grasp of the obvious. If people were nicer, they'd be nicer people. If more people were nice, it would be a nicer world. Right?
2: I guess.
0: Well, in theory, yeah.
3: Up With People was basically governed in their performance and their acts by four absolutes. Air quotes. Four absolutes. Absolute honesty, absolute purity, absolute unselfishness, and absolute love. By the time it was created, J. Blatt Belk Who was head of the MRA at the time basically had a vision to modernize the character and purpose of man with absolute moral standards as a compass in personal and national life. If enough God-loving men and women who can be found who, by example and dedication, will provide leadership whose aim is to right what is wrong with the world. And thus was born up with people, a multinational multi-faith, multicultural group of people who traveled the world preaching love through music and secretly bankrolled by corporate America to bore us to death. It's true. Coca-Cola actually bankrolled up with people.
0: And actually, right around the start of halftime, they sort of explained the process for how Up With People got ready for the halftime show. And they did actually mention that they did start practicing in three different locations, only one of which was in uh, the United States. They said they practiced in some, like, um, castle or I don't know if it was a royal residence. It was something big and important in Belgium. And then they had one group practicing near the uh, Great Wall of China, I don't know if it was in Beijing or where in China, but they did mention it and showed footage of it right near the Great Wall of China. And then I think the U.S. one was done, I want to say it was something like Colorado Springs or something. So yeah, so they were all over the world and they all united for one cause, to entertain America in 1986 and other years. Yep. But
3: 1986 was special. 1986, Up With People gave us a look at the beat of the future. No, seriously, that was the name of their show. The Up With People Time Spectacular Beat of the Future. The future sounded an awful lot like a sanitized version of the present.
0: Well, also, let's remember the big movie from the previous year was Back to the Future. So you got to wonder if they're trying to maybe capitalize on
2: that a little bit. Yeah, pretty much. Everyone loved Back to the Future, even though Steve Harrington was confused about the basic plot of Back to the Future.
3: That's a Stranger Things reference, kids.
2: Okay, so are we ready to watch this disaster of a halftime show?
3: Yes. Okay. And then we're going to be unflinchingly cynical about it.
2: Yes. Yeah, I
0: don't know how uh, much we got through it. I know. I I watched the whole damn thing. Oh, oh, you did? I thought you tapped on after about about five minutes. Like,
3: I was beaten by Blind Justice and I was beaten by Mr. Bogus. I was not
2: going to let this beat me. Hey, guys, you know what we're going to say for this halftime show? Hilarity ensues. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Come on, Dick. Let's
3: go. That's Dick Enberg, folks. It's and not we derogatory. our
1: celebration of the Super Bowl's 20th anniversary, we are proud to dedicate the halftime spectacular today to the memory of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yes, this was 1986, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's just become a national program, holiday. Which has played a big part in Unless the you live in Arizona. for many years and is represented here by 600 young men and women from 22 countries and 35 states. Four up with people cast staged their Super Bowl rehearsals on three continents. Places as diverse as the medieval cobblestone city square of Bruges in Belgium. A rain-soaked field in the shadow of Hawaii's Diamond Head. Ooh! And the great full not- where they practice in a snowstorm. Okay. We feel it's especially... Oh, they practiced near the Great Wall of China. Because it is the energy and dynamism of young people and their belief in the future that best reflect Martin Luther King's dream. A dream in which there's room for everyone.
2: Okay, guys. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Martin Luther King would be not happy with this. No. No. This is the exact opposite of Joe Fowler on Knights and Warriors telling us how King Arthur would be very proud of the games on Knights and Warriors. No. I mean, Martin Luther King would take one look at this
3: and say, this is an example of everything that is wrong with America.
2: All right.
1: And now, up with We'll get to why in a moment.
2: Yeah. Up with people!
3: Where's all the running? I was promised running. Oh just you wait.
2: There's the running. Now they're running.
1: Hey somebody turn it up. Turn it up. It's yeah, something in the sounds changing. Hey somebody tune in. Tune
2: in. We're picking up that is do- the what kind of a shirt
3: is that? It's very
1: 1986.
3: I have to wonder how many of those people are looking at the camera and with a scared to death look on their face.
1: Oh yes.
2: Is that Kobe Smolder's doppelganger? <laughs> hey, we know who her husband's rooting for in the Super Bowl this year.
3: Her husband's Taryn Kellum, noted Rams fan.
2: Well, about everyone has a crappy pom-pom? Palm palm.
1: The beat of the future is all around us. It's the players on the field, the kid in the stand, dreaming of being out there himself someday. It's a feeling that's hard to describe, and when you can't say it with words, you can always say it with your feet. I... You're not Roger Chapman of the group zap. I...
2: Right now, people are wondering when the hell is this going to be over? The faster this is over, we can watch The Last Precinct later. I bet that's what Joe and Jennifer Montana are thinking. Okay, wait a second. Pause,
3: pause,
0: pause. Yes, those are feet. Well, that's something I wanted to comment about. If you look at them, holy mackerel. I know I haven't had a foot in about like 16 months, but my like left or uh, my big toe wasn't like five feet away from the rest of my foot. Look at that. And, and, and it's like sticking out further than the, 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 the toe to, uh, adjacent to it. Plus also, yep. look, one foot is like really thick and one foot is like really thin. My honest opinion when I first saw this, this group is no Ohio State marching band. You ever watch Ohio State? They're in step. Everything is like perfectly synchronized, perfectly symmetrical. This is anything but that. And I realized they may not be as talented as, structured as I'm sorry,
2: talented as the Ohio state. Well, no,
0: marching. no, no. They may not be as structured as the Ohio state marching band, but gosh, I mean, somebody had to look at this and be like, well, I mean, that may be part of the reason they didn't come back. I mean, they look totally out of step and like, I said, it doesn't even look like footprints. It's, it just looks like random like
2: circles of, one, of people. One looks like a shoe. One looks like Bigfoot's foot. The, one, one, on looks the right. like a, one looks like a shoe. The
3: other looks like a heel of a shoe.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't look like I said. There's no symmetry there. I don't know if it has to do with talent, but like I said, maybe it has to do with the fact that they you know pr- practice on three continents, as you heard uh, Dick say earlier. You had one in Belgium, one in China, one at Diamond Head. Well, why couldn't they fly all the groups in like three or four days before? And where was this held, Greg, in, in 1986?
2: The Superdome in New Orleans. Okay,
0: that's what I thought. So, again, I, I mentioned earlier, Grambling. Grambling is not that far from, from New Orleans. Or, heck, they could have practiced right there. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they didn't just put down the Bears logo and the Patriots logo like, you know, the night before, you know, they probably uh, set it up like uh, a couple of days before they could have actually gone on the field and practiced all this and had somebody from overhead saying, okay, this foot looks too wide. This foot doesn't look wide enough. Oh, and why the heck is the big toe 10 feet away from the uh, toe that's next to it? I'm just saying it it looks like it could have been done better. I'm not saying they're talentless by no means, but they're like, They're definitely out of step. I didn't want to say that because of the pun, but that's exactly what I was going to say is they're out of step. Exactly.
2: Okay. Let's resume. You know what? I bet Merlin Olsen is thinking right now in the booth. What the f*** is this No,
0: <laughs> Now he's saying, can I go back to Father Murphy? Get
1: your installment, Father Murphy. The Super Bowl was born in the USA in the 60s. And here it is 20 years later being seen around the world it was on the wave of the future then by the way born then the
2: usa is not a patriotic song i just thought i'd point this out
3: it's a song
2: about the mistreatment of veterans which in the 1980s was incredibly pervasive there you see there's your back to the future reference Uri Lewis, you are not, buddy.
0: Look at that tie though.
2: Yeah. Wine green. Ugly. Uh, it was the mid-80s. Yeah, it was kind of like neon in the early 90s.
0: And, you know, if Burt Convy tries pulling off that look,
2: you know it's got to be popular. Okay, so they go to Born in the USA to Power of Love, Do I Just Call to Say I Love You. Transitions are bad to song to song. There's
3: no segue. There's, There's no, no joining. There's no sort of uniting sort of beat. A DJ would look at this and say, what the hell?
2: This would be like the worst like, playlist ever. Now, you see, this would have been appropriate after talking with my feet. It would have been, yes. Oh, by the way, the Footloose soundtrack, one of the best soundtracks to a movie in the 80s. Challenge me on that. Don't at us. Dancing with the Sheets is an underrated classic. And let's hear the boy made Denise Williams' career. Just like Tony his career was made by Wings. RIP Wings channel on now. Huh?
1: Yeah, there's a
0: transition.
3: No, I think I'll sit down, folks.
2: No.
1: This
3: sounds like a McDonald's commercial is about to happen.
0: I wanted to say that. It sounds like the McDLT ad is going to just break it at any second.
2: Where's Jason
0: Alexander? Where's Aunt Bev? Oh, well, I hope somebody starts singing about the hot side being hot and the cool side's side staying cool.
3: Yeah, by the way, Fontana Bass called. She wants her her, um, trumpet riff back. Fontana Bass sang Rescue Me.
2: I give it credit. These three guys are bringing it.
3: Okay, pause it for a second. I have to say something. Okay, what do you have to say? That last song sounded like it was written by committee. Probably. It's like, hey, what are the kids into these days? They're looking at, oh, they're looking at Ready for the World? Okay. We want to sound just like Ready for the World, except we don't want to get sued. So what are the kids saying these days? Jamming?
2: Jamming.
3: And everybody's doing it? I don't understand what everybody could be doing, but apparently everybody's doing it.
2: You know what everyone was probably doing in 1986? Coke? Yeah, but also... (laughs) What the hell is that?
3: That's newgenics.
2: <laughs> it's too bad this isn't 2022. Today Up With People would be sponsored by Nugenics. <laughs>
3: okay.
2: Which coincidentally is the title of Mike's Zoom background, Up With People sponsored by Newgenics. You know, Spider Man No Way Home was great. It would have been so much better if the green goblin was on a glider pounded by Nugenix. Oh, Peter, now you're interested.
3: (laughs) All right. Let's see where they're going from this.
1: As our small planet travels through the universe and those of us who live here try to imagine the future, we share Dr. King's dream that we'll be there someday in a world where there's room for every nation, every race, every creed.
2: Dick, I got some bad news for you in the future, buddy. You
3: know, to Dick Enberg's credit, the dream is still a dream. It's still a thing that exists, and it's just still a thing to be strived for. But like any dream worth having, it's a dream that's worth working for. And I don't remember seeing anybody working for it as of late, sadly. Holy crap, did this, did this podcast just get deep?
2: yeah well you know in the 80s we were more optimistic it was reagan's america what can we say
3: it's like reagan's america was basically our cheap export was unbridled optimism But then again, looking back at this show, as cringeworthy as it is, it was also somewhat of a contrast to what was really going on in America at the time. Yeah. I mean, foreign debts, homeless vets, AIDS, crack, Bernie gets. The reaches of our minds. Holy if crap, I'm it's Cousin Larry. There, <laughs> need,
0: so <laughs> we had Kobe Smolders, and now we have Cousin Larry. <laughs> hey, hey. Perfect Strangers would have debuted a few months after this, so he's not wrong.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> Larry, I want to be in the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> Could you imagine Balky in the Super Bowl halftime
3: show? Larry, I want to be in the Super Bowl halftime show.
2: <laughs> he's probably. <laughs> Sneaking in. And then also, he's playing as he's playing as on the sidelines with the Bears. And Mike Ditka's wondering, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> Buddy, did you put him in?
3: Chicago, where the American dream is alive and well.
0: No, now you really know that Balky just wants some representation for Meepos among all those flags.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. yes.
2: He was probably pissed that Nepos wasn't included.
3: Yeah, all right.
1: There's so many different sides but we've got our hopes and we've got our memories, and a feeling that tomorrow we will be. Crappiest
2: bottle Disneyland ever.
1: crowd's like okay and a fitting tribute to the memory of dr martin luther king jr hundreds of people have worked thousands of hours to bring you this entertainment but our special thanks go to lynn morris and steve rakowski from up with people and jim Stig of the nfl the halftime show and you can see the fans themselves involved as in each section they wave different colored banners was brought to you by gte the telecommunications consultant to super oh Bowl now 20. we know who They'll to blame the second half After these messages from your local station.
3: (sighs) Okay, so that was the last ever halftime show produced by Up With People. It's a stark contrast from the first show produced in 1979, which, if you think about it, it was a bit of a misnomer, if you think about it, because it was basically another set of bland, boring pop music standards mixed in with Up With People originals. But also, if you think about it, this was basically an embodiment of Pete Rosell's vision. Something to ensure that there would still be an audience watching a lopsided football game. Something that would hold advertisers' attention in between the first and second halves. In 1979, Up With People pretty much gave birth to the halftime show as we know it. Gone were the washed-up singers and marching bands of colleges in the area, and in were spectacular production numbers and flashy lights and sounds. In fact, according to Jim Steeg, which uh, Dick Enberg mentioned in the piece, it was Roselle's vision. He always believed very strongly that we could never count on the Super Bowl being 20-19 decided by a field goal on the last play. You were going to get those 55 to 17 games. You wanted people to walk away with an experience. So there you go. What hath God wrought, as it were. And it just so happened that in 1986, Pete Rosell took one look at this show, a show that he had a hand in creating, albeit somewhat accidentally, as was reported by Jim Stieg as saying, I never want to see up with people again.
0: Well, you know, he didn't because Rozell was only commissioner until I believe 89 or 90. And then you had Paul Tagliabu and he would have been commissioner in that 1991 pregame show we talked about earlier. So he got his wish. Yeah, he did.
3: It's like, there are three words I never want to hear again. Up, with, and people. But we would hear up with people again, like Mike said, in the pregame of Super Bowl 1991, where Paul Tagliabue would be NFL commissioner. And I imagine that Paul Tagliabue would be open to up with people returning to the Super Bowl, except the talent for Super Bowl 25 was pretty heavily stacked. From the national anthem by Whitney Houston to a halftime show produced by Disney called an It's a Small World tribute to 25 years of the Super Bowl
2: featuring new kids on the block. But remember, if you were watching this on ABC, you got it after the Super Bowl. Because remember, the Gulf War was going on, and they went to Peter Jennings' report on updates from the Gulf War.
3: It was basically more of a cash cow than the NFL could possibly imagine. Which probably would explain why, after 1992's debacle, they wanted to go hard in 1993. Enter Michael Jackson.
2: Michael Jackson! Sure, the man may have touched some children again, but come on, man—it's a great singer. There's Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. That was from South Park.
3: And with the benefit of hindsight, we could also mention that the 1986 halftime show with Up with People was incredibly. How do I put this? It was relevant with the times. Yes. Up With People was talking about a world free of hatred, of man, getting along with man. But at the same time, we have, as Billy Joel put it, and as I quoted Billy Joel earlier, foreign debts, homeless vets, AIDS, crack, and Bernie gets."
2: That sounds like um, a reenactment of "We Didn't Start the Fire" by Bill. That was indeed. That's a exactly what it is. Come on. It. okay.
0: Boy, well, you you wonder why it sounds familiar? Because it was exactly that. Like
3: if that sounds like a reenactment of "We Didn't Start the Fire," it is only because it was indeed a reenactment of "We Didn't Start the Fire."
2: Well. What do we have to say to close about the Super Bowl 20 halftime show? It was cringe.
0: It it was cringe. I'm sure their intentions were good, but that's all that was good on this.
2: Yep. And it was indeed in the middle of a spanking by the Chicago Bears, a thing on TV. I got something special for you guys. Yes. Yes. It's time for It Was a Thing on TV Haiku Corner.
0: Ooh. Oh, goody.
2: Okay, here we go. Let's play the music. Oh, well. <sighs> I, I need this music after hearing that halftime show. It was. Oh, the musical choices were not that good. Not that good at all. But you know what? It's fitting we have this music for this throwing haiku. Okay, you ready? I am always ready. Mike, are you ready?
0: I- I'm relaxed, peaceful through music. I'm-, I'm ready for your haiku.
2: Okay, here we go. Super Bowl 20. Up with people, halftime show. The future sure sucks. Yeah.
0: No argument from me. Well, at least we got a good game out of it. Again, big time spanking by the Bears. One of the most epic plays ever with refrigerator Perry running it in for a touchdown. And this would have been, was this the last game Walter Payton
2: played? Uh, he was there for like for another year or two. I think the big oh. thing with that game was Walter Payton didn't actually have a touchdown in this Super Bowl.
0: Well, no, he yeah. didn't. You're right. And well, I also think- another big thing is Jim McMahon. I mean, yeah. Jim McMahon was like 1985. Oh yeah, He was he, the punky QB.
2: He was the icon of 1985. He the was Ed the Band. hero of the Super Bowl. He was. He was America's hero in 1985-86. Indeed
0: he, he was. He, he, he was sort of like the anti-Joe Montana. He, he was like the bad boy that you liked.
3: He was the bad boy with the heart of gold. From BYU, baby. Yeah, buddy. Get you some. And speaking of getting you some, guys, from one feature of this podcast to another, it's time for eBay prices right.
2: Why? <laughs> you love it. No, I don't.
3: You are bidding on a vital copy of Beat of the Future. This was a... <laughs> what? They released this as a record. What? They released Beat of the Future as a record. Who would pay for this? Who would own this? Somebody who's <laughs> obviously trying to offload it in 2022.
0: Hey, hey, Greg, whatever you bid, I'm purposely bidding a penny less. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, On side one, we have Beat of the Future, Room for Everyone, Jammin', Keep It In Touch, and Reunion. On side two, Talking With My Feet, Back in Style, It Ain't Easy, and the finale number will be there. The erotic thing is, if I could just say, they went bankrupt in 2000. Okay, I'm guessing
0: this is a 33?
2: Yes. Okay. Uh, Greg? Can I bid lower than a penny?
0: <laughs> How is this going to work? I told you I wanted to bid a bit penny less than you. <laughs> uh, I, uh, judges?
2: Okay, that's a no. Okay. Ninety nine cents, Mike. Just bid a dollar, Mike. I don't, I don't want to win this.
0: Ninety eight cents. Too oh, bad.
2: You bastard. You.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: The actual I it turns out to be
0: nineteen ninety nine.
3: Okay, the actual price. You can have a copy of your very own. Of Up With People, Beat Up The Future, although why would you want them? I mean, seriously, come on. You saw how incredibly saccharine it is. For the price of $12.
0: I was hoping you are going to say we both overbid.
3: Mike, get the sensor machine ready.
0: Oh, oh no. F***
3: that!
2: F*** that! that! This was where we'd have a gift this was a video piles of Jack Nicholson doing the No, 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 no. Wait, hold on. I gotta... No, 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 no.
3: Or the gif of New York Yankees thumbs down guy. Well, I promise you that we have better entries already up at it was a Thing on TV.com. In fact, we have 238 better entries and that's not including the mini the live watches, or the spin offs of uh, Into the Spidey Movieverse, which Greg and I may have to revisit uh, in a year or two because we just found out that.
2: Oh, uh, Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt, Madam, Madam Webb. Webb Dakota we have, Johnson is going to be Madam Webb. woo A sexy Madam Webb. Ooh,
3: You don't look like Stan Lee's wife to me. But. Anyway, we are available where fine podcasts can be streamed and also on YouTube, where if you're listening on YouTube, please don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell to stay up to date on future entries. For example, we have
2: more Super Bowl antics from the Kentucky Hammer. Yes. You know what? A year and a half ago, we were introduced to this man, and now we figured we should give him his own episode, because a year and a half ago, we watched an incredible epic Super Bowl commercial he did, and would you believe there's more of them?
0: We didn't just see one epic commercial from him, I thought we saw
2: several. Oh, no, we saw two. We saw that epic commercial, and we saw the epic commercial with the dog with two frames of animation with his mouth moving.
3: And it just so happens there's more where that came from.
2: Oh, yes. Including a special surprise appearance from somebody in one of the commercials, which I will not spoil. I want it to be a genuine surprise, but you're going to love it. And that's coming up
3: next time right here on Super Bowl Week on It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening. Please be kind to each other, and we will see
0: you next time. Wow! (laughs) And now, get set for our fabulous halftime show featuring the well-groomed young go-getters of Hooray for Everything.
2: Oh, I love those kids. They've got such a great attitude.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Hooray for Everything invites you to join them in a salute to the greatest hemisphere on Earth, the Western Hemisphere, the dancingest hemisphere of all.